A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chenu. And today I had to double check which side my microphone was on. <laughs> we have a very special guest joining us via, I was like, the ethereal net. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if young people will even know what an Ethernet cable is to get that bad joke, uh, but she's joining us via Skype. We're making the best that we, we can via this quarantine. Uh, you might know her from this podcast. She is a past guest, but she also is the author of one of our favorite books, Inner Witch. She has a fantastic Instagram account. She's also uh, written for many other publications. She's our dear friend. Please welcome Gabriella Herstic. Yay! Hi, guys. Yes. I uh, just had a note. Well, you guys won't be seeing this, but we're on video chat. Gabby's got a fat dick microphone right in her mug. Yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> just perfect for the Venus goddess energies. Um, and happy, yeah, well, it's Friday. Gabby's Friday, favorite happy, day. I know it's happy Venus Day. Yeah. Wearing some pilk, pink silk, not pilk sink. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just—I wonder if it was the Venus vibes that maybe like put on a top today. I was just like, I want to like feel up and like mm-hmm. boobs up and like just I don't mm-hmm. know, like more like raised up to the sky in a sort of set. Like, I mean, I love my cozies <laughs> as a taurine, obviously, but just like some days, it, there is something like energetic about like. Putting on fucking clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like yeah. that's your mind. It shifts. It shifts how you feel. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all these things, and I think that you talk about all of these kinds of things in your book. I think it's not so much the, and it's unfortunate because I think there is so much around like makeup or mm-hmm. fashion or whatever in in the production of it or in the beauty standards things, but there is still no matter when in time you're looking at, there is something to be said about like 
preparing yourself for mm-hmm. ritual. And I think that in in these times, especially when we don't have actual places to be, the the only way that we really can kind of delineate differences in times and moods is saying, okay, I'm I am preparing myself to be in a different energetic space right now because I I'm not actually going to be in a different space and I can't uh, like go somewhere. So this is the only way I have to kind of create meaning around why this time right now is different than moments ago when I was laying in my own sweats and filth. (laughs) I'm in the, I'm in the sweats and filth period of my time right now. So I, I was like, I probably should brush my hair. Um, I definitely feel that too. I think that magic is changing yourself or shifting things from the inside out and glamour is shifting things from the outside in. Um, and I definitely feel like, you know, there is a lot of negative, negative associations with both beauty and glamour. Like you were talking about, right? Like the fact that we have these crazy beauty standards and that, that beauty and fashion are mode for capitalism to, you know, sell us things we don't need. But, um, something I've been thinking a lot about, I have been taking, um, Mitch Horowitz's class on Manly P. Hall's book, The Secret Teaching of All Ages, um, with the Philosophical Research Society. That's really, I highly recommend that to um, anybody. So cool. I've only been so, there once and right before the core, and was just like, I can't believe it's not too far. I know not too far away from us. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, it's, um, past guest Ariana Lenar, she described it as ho- the Hogwarts of LA. It really is. It's, it's amazing. It's dope. <laughs> it's an amazing space. Um, they have a really great library. I went there for my first book to do research and they have a bunch of online resources. I highly recommend PRS, Philosophical Research Society. But in Mitch's class, one of the things that he was talking about is, you know, there's this occult law, as above, so below, as within, so without, that says that, you know, we are a reflection of the cosmos and that self-expression is sacred and self-expression is 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 magic because we are expressing ourselves just like the cosmos is expressed through beauty. And the idea that, like, beauty in itself is worthy just because it, it changes how we feel. And that's something I've been thinking a lot about um, how you don't have to like, I feel like I realized recently that I have to give myself permission to enjoy beautiful things or I have to give myself permission or I have to have a reason to like do something that makes me feel good. Like, and I'm just like, that's such like capitalism brain talking. Like mm. I'm allowed to enjoy beautiful things because it brings me pleasure, period. And that's magic. And beauty is like, is the language of the goddess of the universe. So I think yeah. it becomes a problem when, when we say that like you have to be beautiful to be enjoyed or like you are not worthy of anything unless you're that and it because I think that talking about it that way of the like as it it being a reflection of of inner beauty and inner stuff is 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 like oh yeah everyone should have access to that and everyone should feel entitled to that and capitalism doesn't tell us that that is the the case that we say you have to you know I think too like it puts pressure on like stereotypically attractive people to yeah. be like, uh, dump, like d- dull themselves down as well and make themselves like dull their shine. I'm reading Jane Eyre right now. Like I just started it last night and like, I don't know, like no one ever really recommended this book to me, but I'm very interested. And they, there are like certain things of, of the period that are interesting to me as far as like beauty and fashion of like, mm-hmm. Oh, you have to put on this or like take this thing off before you eat or like before you greet this person. And that's like all these like strict rules mm-hmm. that probably originate from what we're saying. Like, uh, not only like logical, logically you wear an apron when you're cooking, obviously you take that off when, you know, someone comes to sit at your dinner table, but like, um the way it makes you feel to see someone else like Mm -hmm. uh that you would have to put on a certain type of dress in order to see like a a religious minister or a teacher or something like that and it it kind of reflects what we do in this time period of like job interview outfits Mm -hmm. or you know what i mean it's like not only to make yourself like look put together but also to like respect the 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 person situation Mm -hmm. it's very interesting like well i think that that's like what 
what spiritual I was just I was reading the the press release for your book before this too but it is this thing of like you know we talk about this a lot on our podcast but why and you know this is like a clickbait type thing but like oh why is astrology more important than ever why are people turning to <laughs> to these things is it because of, of Trump or whatever and I think that yes that is absolutely part of it but I think that the idea and this, and this is something I've thought a lot a lot about is that people like having things that are like important to them and, mm-hmm. and designating that things are or have meaning and and that things are special and that things are yeah. not and I think even that, that job interview is such a great example because it is like yeah I want you to know that this I'm taking this seriously yeah. I'm not I'm not just showing up and yeah. so much because we have phones and because I mean in such a beautiful way we can do something like this where we can all be in our our relative jammies and and talk to each other but also it's like we do so much. How do we know? How do we know what's special if we're not well, saying? Yeah. Well, like, put on an outfit. recently told me that they were going to try to get out of jury duty by not respecting the dress code, and I was like, "Oh, that's not going to work." Like yeah. that judge is going to be like, "You have to come in because you yeah. don't understand what this is and how it works." Well, it's. I think now, like the stage of the world is removed, so all like everything is when you're not in the normal like control of the world you're you're in your home base if you're lucky to have a home base you know this is all speaking from places of like you know things being okay ish right like of like okay I'm I'm not in the hospital or I'm not on the street or whatever that looks like and now like even now having like a day-to-day job it's like I think we're all recognizing like a global trauma and a global depression and like getting on with my boss and going I I'm sad today. Like I've never, like I, I can't help but not say it. And it's also not weird now because it's kind of like, how do you not address the elephant yeah. in the room? So it is like, it is going to be really like, a, it's clearly turning and shifting a lot of like perspective of how we all communicate. Um, and also just like, again, going back to the, you guys all touched on like a lot of things that I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But <laughs> even like the reward element of like, I was like in a deep depression earlier this week. It finally came. I was, I'm like, yes, I need, yeah. to, I need my waters to flow. They have been like stifled. Like, let's do this. And just like not thinking, I think in out of pandemic, if I had a day like this, it'd be like, okay, bitch, like get up. Like you got to do this. And I was like, no, I have time to sit in these yeah. waters. I have like, I have mm-hmm. nowhere to, and again, I, the nowhere to be or the time thing is still something we think we're all figuring out. Cause we are still being and showing up yeah. and doing the things just in a really different space time continuum. Mm-hmm. But just to really just allow time is, yeah. um, I mean, you know, all that Saturny crazy stuff that we're, <laughs> that we've definitely shifted in of like, how do we go when time isn't real really anymore? Yeah. It's, it's suspended. It's different. I mean, the flexibility of like pushing things back and rearranging is something that we've never had before. And also like the way we work, it's like, Oh, maybe I can do more video stuff yeah. and not be running around town like yeah. a maniac, <laughs> like There's, in the future. I feel like my biggest, the one of the, the things that I'm consistently working on is not rushing and taking my time like since I was little like I have just always like go 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 and yeah like you mentioned like now I'm like there's no rush I have plenty of time like we're all collectively trauma bonding you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. we're all going through something traumatic the whole world and then we're also individually impacted by it and I feel like for me having like ritual and having creating containers to experience what I'm experiencing, like allowing the sadness, allowing the depression, allowing the anxiety has helped because I'm recognizing it and I'm accepting it, but it, I'm not waiting in, it, waiting in it. You know what I mean? It's like, like yesterday, I was also just like, damn, I'm sad today. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to do what I can. And like, I'll reach out to the people I need to reach out to. Like I have a daily meditation practice, which I feel like I'm now kind of like reaping the rewards of having that consistency because it's like a space every day where I can just like honor what I'm feeling in the moment. And like, you know, it's on one hand, it's really it's everybody's experiencing it differently with different levels of privilege and all of that. But like there's there's more empathy, I guess, because we're all we all know what it's like. So it's like, you know, like I'm. I'm able to reach out to friends without feeling like I'm burdening them. And I, you know, like I'm still going to therapy, which I'm super thankful for, but um, I definitely feel like I haven't 
like let myself really realize that this is like the end of something and like haven't really let myself grieve over the fact that like things are going to be different when we're on the other side. I don't know what they look like, but like the normal, like we're going to have to create a new normal, which is really weird. But also I feel like as like mystics and witches and astrologers, like it's in our, it's our duty to envision a better world. Like we have the power to like really create something that serves the whole serves the marginalized serves the less privileged and like we don't have to wait for somebody to tell us what that looks like we can like use our magic to like to welcome that in i don't remember who said this earlier but something i think about finding magic and you know versus religion i think it's just showing like all these systems like i don't i went to catholic school you know, classic tale of, you know, like, oh, all these rituals and cool things are there, but Mm -hmm. they don't like, there's a lot of like hatred and child abuse and like all this other stuff that's not cool. Um, So I think now having access in terms of like astrology and magic and things like it's there. I was just thinking of like these priests that would drive these Corvettes in my small town. And I'm like, this is like weird. (laughs) Like, or this is not, there's you don't really make money. These are all donations and in a way trying to bri- like bribe God into feeling like you've hit this higher realm. And I think what's so magical about this space that we're all creating, especially as like online witch mm-hmm. type people, is like there's so much room to bring everybody in. And I think that's why, the like, Julia, what you're saying in these articles, like, why is astrology bigger than ever? It's like, because you can get to it. You can actually, exactly. you're allowed in. Like, come in. It's yeah. well, like, there's no... You, can't, you don't have to buy a membership. I mean, you can't subscribe to our Patreon. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, it's there for you if you're, if you're there for it. So I think well, that's just bringing everybody I, together. I think that the thing that also is missing from a lot of religions in general, not just, I just did, um, my boyfriend has a podcast called Who's Your God? And they talk about religion and they, we watched this Whoa. movie, Fireproof which is like about how to like save your marriage. Basically it's a Kurt Cameron movie, but all of the thing that I noticed so much is that there is such a like one-to-one relationship with religion where it's like, you do this, like read the Bible, have a good marriage. And there's all this space in between where it's like, yeah, but what do you do when like your partner uh, forgets to buy the thing again? Like there. There's no instructions for like live the actual like living of your life. There's just like you either you go to church and you're a good person and then you go to heaven. But there's all of this other stuff in between where it's like, yeah, but how do you have difficult conversations with people? What do you do when you're sad? What do you do when you're this? And I think that that's like where magic and astrology and things come in because it's like people need something for like tomorrow. Yeah. What, like, what, what, what do I do now? Like I, I read I read that that's why it's always confusing to me when people see these things as separate because it's like, no, it's just, these these are instructions for like every day. Yeah. I think, you know, as far as like the preachers with the convertibles, clearly God (laughs) has blessed them. Obviously, (laughs) you know, they don't need, they they don't need a nice family vehicle to keep their loved ones safe. They want to drive fast. Clearly God has blessed them. You know, it's like, whatever and that's what you need like that's like to me that's the dumbest thing in the world to buy with that so it's like okay go go enjoy go enjoy but that's what people people allow that kind of stuff because they're like oh priest equals good person and taking out the day-to-day like oh but you're making all of these irresponsible decisions you're not spending your money wisely you're not actually like living as a good person but the the one-to-one thing is there okay here's the gossip on this corvette guys (laughs) this this corvette was given by a court i can't well i i can't remember their last names but this family this dad cheated on the mom and as as penance he works as a car dealer gave the like he didn't even give money for the priest but gave like gifted a corvette to the church in the name of the priest i just i can't i feel like i i grew up I grew up Jewish, my dad's a rabbi, and, like, I'm, I, the older I get, the more thankful I am I grew up with Judaism, because the biggest thing is just, like, be a good person, and my dad's a really, really great rabbi, uh, but obviously just, like, you know, I recognized when I was really young that I was pagan, that I was a witch, that was my own thing, but 
I think part of the reason that I love magic and witchcraft and astrology so much is because I don't need anybody else to connect to the divine. I don't need anybody mm-hmm. else to connect with the divine. I go through myself. I'm a reflection of the divine. And it's empowering because you recognize that that's a relationship that you can cultivate. And what matters isn't, you know, this person that you're giving money to or like following one person. It's like, what feels right for you. And I do think that, like you mentioned, like there's so much information, so much access to information, whether it's following an Instagram account or YouTube or reading articles or like going to the library and getting a book. Like we're in the age of Aquarius. You know what I mean? Like there's this communal connection that we all have and that we're all being asked what it means for us to be a good per to be good people and to like believe in something bigger than ourselves, even if it's just the idea of karma, right? Like mm. I think for witchcraft makes room for whatever you believe because it there's nothing that you have to believe in to be a witch. And same with astrology, right? Like you have to believe in these celestial bodies and the fact that they affect you, but you don't have to believe in a certain god or goddess. And like there's space for that too, which I think is really beautiful. Like I I know for me part of the reason that witchcraft was so I was so enamored with it so young was because I saw myself through the through the divine with goddesses like I recognized that that was something that was sacred and I never I didn't know about the divine feminine when I was in temple like it was never talked about like we mentioned some of the women in the bible but like I didn't know any of their stories and finding that direct connection and seeing myself in that I think was like one of the most transformative experiences I've had so yeah. Well, just hearing you say that, I mean, it's it's not not cliche, but it is like just so I, I, I'm realizing how much it's like, oh, yeah, it is so dangerous to like tell women to have their own practices or whatever, like just th- thinking of the feminist implications mm-hmm. of that, where it's like, oh, yeah, if you don't see yourself in just thinking of another layer of like patriarchal control where it's like, oh yeah, if you're not hearing about yourself reflected in these stories, then you always believe that you need a conduit yeah. and another person yeah. or that you have to be connected to a man in order to be Ugh. even discussed. Well, I was actually shocked in Mexico. We went to um, a cathedral in Mazatlan Ooh. and I was actually really shocked by how many female figures they had because It made me feel very, like, good. I hadn't really... I mean, I've had an on, like, good and bad, on and off relationship with Christianity for since I was a kid. Like, interested, uninterested, and whatever. And, like, walking in there, I was like, oh, there is a place for me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to believe in whatever all the other things Mm -hmm. are. Not every church is the same. Not every, like... Not every religion is the same. Not every like you can do what we do, take what you like and yeah. leave the rest. You don't have to like abide by every single word and every single rule. And like some of those places might be more accepting and like culturally they have different meanings and like obviously women are viewed different in every culture, but like still like to see that, I was like, Oh, it's cool to see these statues of women for once. Like I, yeah. I feel like growing up in church is always like all men around. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, again, it's the absolutism, right? Like you're either this kind of way or you're taking it all at like the true, like written down instructional value. Or I was talking with my therapist cause you know, my partner's Jewish. We had like Passover Seder with his family, mm-hmm. happy Passover to everybody. And, yeah. and, I was just talking about like rituals and I'm like, Oh, like I was telling her, I'm like, this was so fun. It was just like, it's lighthearted because it's like telling stories and it's history and it's talking about slavery and how this shit shouldn't repeat itself. And when anyone's enslaved, we're all enslaved. And I love these messages. And then I was just thinking like with Catholicism, like there was so many like cool droplets that I liked growing up. Like the saints are goddesses. Like they are, like they are all these things. And like, praying to like a saint because you lost your phone is very witchy right to be like oh fuck where the fuck's my phone I gotta pray to saint find my phone um I guess that's an app on your phone is (laughs) the saint saint app find my phone (laughs) (laughs) but you know those things I'm like oh like if I had a teacher the goddess shazam blessed me with the name of But if I had, like, maybe a cool alternative witchy catholic teacher growing up who was like, yeah. okay, the whole, like, we aren't pro-gay and that babies float in limbo because they're not baptized. We're going to leave that. We don't really like that part. But, like, 
this stuff is cool, right, guys? And I'd be like, yeah. So I think it is changing a mindset, right, of like yeah. we can select the things that make us feel good and we can ditch old ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. We can rewrite scripture. We can rewrite laws. We can re. It's not concrete. We made this up. It was made up from the beginning. Yeah. We can make yeah. it I up think, now. I think people have a really hard time with holding the same at the same time. We made this up and it's important because <laughs> I think I think for a lot of people, the the idea of being like, oh, no, we made this up makes it all like the relevance or the meaning or anything. It's like, well, then that can't be meaningful. But we don't realize that we make up like everything, 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 everything made language. up. So, yeah, yeah. We get to decide what has meaning. And the thing that tra- like that is a through line through all of these different things is that people like having things that are important. People mm. think people have things are important to people. And so if we totally disregard not to say that there aren't huge problematic things with with things but I think we get into like tricky territory whenever we tell someone like oh religion that's fucking stupid or whatever because it's like no there there is something that people like about these things or whatever like where there is a a human need for for meaning and certainty and uh like faith or whatever it's all of these other things that are dangerous so the more we can figure out how to like honor this very like a uh, baby human need in us to have a thing, uh, the better the better off we are. Mm-hmm. I think this is a story from my family that I probably shouldn't tell on the podcast, but I will. I think it kind of has some of the themes of a lot of things that we've been talking about, but it was like a big anniversary for my parents. And my dad came home with like a new Corvette and he tells my mom like, Corvette? oh, I got us, I got us for our anniversary a uh, red Corvette. <laughs> And my mom just said back to him, cool, I'm getting us diamond earrings. I'm <laughs> getting us Yeah, because she's like, I don't want that. And I'm going to make my own. Like, you don't have to. It's like you're saying, like, it's your anniversary. If you don't get the gift you want, then give it to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and it's like, if you're going to spend that, well, I'm going to go spend. You know, it's kind of like that catty, like, housewife thing to do. But, like, <laughs> it's funny. Like, just a funny story. I love that. I, I feel like we're going to be seeing Corvettes everywhere after this. Um, <laughs> after this chat. Every car that drives by, there it is, the red Corvette. So, so Gabby, you have your new book. We yeah. all are, are inner witch fans. Um, but Thank this new you. one, loving it, Bewitching the Elements, a guide to empowering yourself through earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Yes. Loving it. Thank um, you. I hate, I hate being like, tell us about your book, but tell it, tell us about it. (laughs) Sure. So (laughs) I wanted to write this book because regardless of the religion we grew up with, regardless of where we grew up, the culture we grew up with, we all have a relationship to the elements. We all understand the elements message just through, you know, being under the sun and feeling the wind on our cheeks and washing our hands and taking showers and like, you know, like burning candles, um, feeling the earth beneath our feet. Like we all already have these relationships. So I think that that is something that connects us that we already have our personal connection to. Um, so the book is divided into six chapters, one for each element, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. And then one that's called in connection, which is how we can connect all of the elements. So I talk about what each of the elements represent the biggest theme. So like earth is grounding and protection. Air is presence and breath. Water is emotions and love. Fire is passion and sexuality. And spirit is the invisible thread that connects us all, connects them all. The the relationship that we have to all of the elements and how we live and embody those elements. So I talk about non-ritual ways to connect with the elements. I talk about crystals, astrology, and talk about the different signs. And then for spirit, talk about the planets. I talk about specific tarot cards, I have journal questions and goddesses to work with that embody each of the elements and there's ritual and magic woven throughout. Um, So the idea is that 
by reading this book and creating your own relationship with it, by the end of it, you will have a customized ritual practice that you or ritual that you can practice that draws on each of the elements messages and is super balanced and like very personal. So there's a quiz in the back for figuring out like what your elemental makeup is that day to kind of see, you know, like what energy you're really tapped into, which one you're lacking and how to balance the two. And there's a worksheet in to help you create a ritual for yourself based off of the practices in the book. Um, so it's, it's super interesting. I definitely feel like as I'm writing my books, I'm also learning a lot as I do it. Um, you know, it's like you're, you become the best, you learn the most by teaching other people. Right. Um, and I started, I've had a daily meditation practice for nearly a year and a half, like every fucking day. And I feel like having that really, allowed me to kind of dig deeper into my own relationship with the elements and really figure out like what I thought was necessary. So like, obviously there's some overlap with the first book. Like I don't want somebody to have to buy my first book to have my second book. So, you know, casting a circle is in there, some of the same herbs, but my goal is really for people to be able to find practices that leave them feeling empowered that are based on the natural world. Um, and I had obviously no idea that this would be coming out in the middle of a global pandemic. (laughs) Honestly, like I feel like it's more important than ever to have these rituals for yourself. So I feel lucky that I'm, I'm able to, you know, contribute however I can. And I hope that it'll get into the hands of whoever needs it, whether it's through the library or, having somebody else buy the book or finding it on sale somewhere. So yeah. Have you seen frozen two? I have not. You got to see frozen two. <laughs> you guys. So I don't want to ruin it, but it's kind of like they have the same elements where it's like, uh-huh. but instead of the spirit, the connection is you, which is basically what, uh-huh. what you're talking about. And it's well. obviously for little kids. So it's not like they're not like getting super deep into it, yeah. but it's like some of the same themes. So Definitely, there's a market for kids who love Frozen 2 in your book. <laughs> well, that's so, I mean, I just think that that's so, uh, I've been thinking about all of these things. I'm like, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like I have not felt very um, inspired or in, in, not even introspective, but like, I feel like my, like, I call it my comedian brain is working again because I'm seeing like patterns and having Uh philosophical ideas about things. But it is interesting that it it, like that these kinds of things are so baked in to like kids stories and stuff. And it's like, there's, I have this theory that there's only like 10 stories (laughs) and there's just like different versions of everything, but then different types of people kind of connect to the different things. And if you are like a witchy person, then that frozen to like little kids that are, are going to be fucking obsessed with frozen. Well, that, I watched so it and that's how I was. I was like, this yeah. is my shit. I then do this. Then like, it's like, did you like, did you like Fern Gully as a kid? <laughs> I never saw it. That? Or like that Fern Gully was love, like my shit. Love Fern Gully. And it's like, the trees are hurting, like that kind of thing. But it's like, you all, everyone will always find, if you are so inclined, you'll find the version of yeah. the witchy elemental kind of story mm-hmm. uh because it's there all the time gabby i feel like you are very good at giving um practical advice for how to practice this type of of magic you make it very accessible and very easy to implement into your day-to-day and so i think that you're totally right in saying that this is a great time for anyone to kind of pick this up because i think it is about kind of just the general themes that we've talked about this whole time about in injecting magic into difficult times and finding ways to kind of feel tapped into something larger and uh, even just your own something larger being your own kind of magical abilities uh, to just feel whatever it is to feel something other than just like oh I'm sitting at home in sweatpants feeling awful can I still feel powerful can I still feel like I have something to offer and creative and fun and even if it's just like oh I feel fun today or sexy or whatever it is yeah I was re-looking at your um charge again Gabby and to like now like knowing you for like from first meeting you to now like growing a relationship as like LA friend, which people and whatnot. And I'm just looking at your chart and it's like so much stuff makes sense now knowing you a bit better too with all this like fourth house stuff, I feel like is rooting it in your home and in your environment. Um, 
um, for everyone listening, listen to the first episode with Gabby to get to know her better, but also she's our sweet Aquarian, Scorpio moon, Libra rising angel from above. Um, and then also your first house, like Scorpio moon too. I think there is something about like using the emotional in a self way, in a way that's like for self soothing or self gratification and like true bodily, um, encompassment. Is there, is there anything in terms of like your chart or maybe, things with astrology that helped you access the elements more, whether it's like looking into your own elemental makeup or <laughs> that sounds very like uh doctory, but um, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Elemental makeup. Oh wait, I don't think we have your audio. We've lost Gabby's audio. Oh, your microphone, the mute button is blinking. Oh yeah, let's see. Uh, I don't like. Oh I'm yeah, your pointing. your microphone is blinking. Your microphone light. I think it's a mute button. Oh, there we go. Oh, I heard. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. Now we hear you. Oh, yeah. So okay. okay. Um. So <laughs> I have both Aquarius and Scorpio stelliums, which. I feel like I just have a shit ton of fixed signs, so I'm very good at commitment. I very much ooh, have kind of like a clear understanding of things that I need to follow through with, but I don't have any fire sign placements, and the only earth placements I have are like Uranus and Neptune and Capricorn, which are like the least grounded earthy planets anyway. Um, so knowing that, I I think that helped me recognize how important it is for me to find grounding rituals. Um, so like meditations for protection and like doing things that make me feel rooted in my own body. Um, and because I'm so air sign, I, I've, I've had to consciously work with my breath and like make a habit out of breathing. So I'm connecting my mind and my body and not just having this like weird severing, like severing thing. Um, so I feel like, yeah, not having any fire, it's funny because I feel like a very fiery person, even though I don't have any fire placements. But I say that I smoke. I mean, I'm not really smoking weed right now, but I work with cannabis a lot and wear a lot of red because I don't have any fire or earth in my chart. So it definitely like being aware of that. I feel like my chart definitely feels it. It makes me feel validated for the work that I'm doing, like having Scorpio, having my moon and Jupiter conjuncts in Scorpio in the first house, like. I definitely feel like that is a big part of who I am and like being super Aquarius. I feel like I, you know, I definitely that it validates my, my path in a lot of ways. And I think that knowing that helps me create rituals that help me find balance instead of making me feel disconnected from the physical or passion or whatever. That's cool. I have no fire either. And I always say that too. I'm like, I feel like I have a ton, but I think like I always, now in my house, I, like, always, like, candles. You guys probably saw, like, smoke I have burning. Like, just, it helps me, like, to keep motivated at having that uh, fire energy nearby. Mm-hmm. And also, like, um, you know, not I, not that I would ever smoke weed, but, you know. <laughs> that could happen, you know? Who knows? Well, yeah. um, but, but you have so much it. air and water. It's, like, it makes so much sense to me of, like, teaching people how to, like, be emotionally or how to like yeah it just makes so much sense to me that this is your you know career (laughs) yeah your elemental pie chart is like off the walls with like all this this air and water show like I'm just like as a person with like little air um I'm just like I think about that because I think those I think sometimes where our elements are lacking can where it can be frustrating in other people who are really exuding that but we have all these components in our chart it's not like we can't have it and I think sometimes when we get frustrated with people I'm speaking from a stubborn earth sign obviously is that it's because they're either doing something that we admire and want to do maybe not exactly but in some way or component or just like also just being more tapped in and understanding I think astrology and magic is great for like just being like an empathetic compassionate Mm -hmm. person because you realize not everyone is built up of the same elements as you or the signs as you but we all have it there we all have the same like rooted human you know human magic structure um so yeah I'm just thinking of like 
when you have no fire, but I think of you as a fiery person, but also when you wear red and chant, like embrace sec- your sexuality from like a fiery standpoint, that's probably going to help you feel more fucking fiery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think it's interesting too, because it also is like the types of things that were drawn to. I know we've talked about this a lot where um, I, I also don't have a lot of air in my chart and I have chosen a path where it's all about communicating and mm-hmm. thinking and writing and speaking and all of those things. So I think that it's also like, I have a ton of fire in my chart. And so a lot of times, a lot of the more like fiery things don't feel um, interesting or foreign to me or whatever, because it, it feel like I don't, and I don't even realize that it's inherent already in my mm-hmm. kind of like makeup. So I think that it's, it's cool that we also have access to all of these things that even if you're like, oh, it's not having no fire in your chart is not like a, a sentence to never experiencing mm-hmm. fire things. It's more like, oh, here, now that's the thing that I need to kind of like actively not, seek out. Yeah, Ooh. actively seek out as opposed to, oh, this isn't just kind of like in me. And then it goes mm-hmm. to that, you know, kind of empathetic thing where it's like, oh, now that I see, I think understanding people's presentation more where it's like oh I wonder if they feel like they are not a fiery person and that's why they're such a fiery person kind of like outwardly speaking I Mm -hmm. how does that how does that help us understand people and how does that also kind of what you were saying Gabby of the these are all things that we have access to Mm -hmm. of ourselves where it's like oh I don't need uh I'm thinking of it in like I guess like jealousy terms or whatever, where it's like, oh, this person having this thing is not any kind of reflection on on mm-hmm. me. I, how how do I, where what do I need to seek out to mm-hmm. make me feel more kind of elementally balanced and and whatnot? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's interesting. Thinking of like your least amount element being almost like this Chiron type figure or this like IC type figure that's something that is or like a square like an opposite something that is like maybe making you like you could either ignore and be like yep I have no fire no fight in me or Mm -hmm. or you can be like well this is the this is something I'm going to need to fight for and this is something I'm going to need to like invest um you know awakened energy and like try to like Mm -hmm. access this um that's cool that's cool yeah, I think that's totally like valid too because I think a lot of times where we don't have placements are places that we just feel fine. You kind mm-hmm. of rest on your laurels, you know. Ah, I don't have any fire. I I already work out. I don't have, you know. It's like <laughs> it's a motivation, you know. Like take action. Yeah. Or even that we just did our like aspect. We're still doing it, but we've been talking about aspects a lot, and so that I think that like kind of trine energy where sometimes you forget about it and feel like it's not one that needs to be right. um, yeah. tended to at all. And that's what I'm I'm feeling that right now too. I mean, I like literally just said it where I'm like, oh, I have tons of fire. It's like not a thing that bothers me, but I'm like, oh no, that still is like you have to still tend to the fire and make sure it's still burning and going mm-hmm. and you can't and does it like, go out of control yeah exactly or it doesn't burn everything to the ground so it is still being aware of like how you leverage those things and how they how they work together and if it's serving you or not mm-hmm. exactly well everything every uh, part of our chart deserves a check-in like at all like I think that's what's so fun with all this stuff that we're all doing is like it's never ending like you can feel yeah. like oh I, I got Aquarius shit down like you know, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, but there's always going to be something new to all, because there's yeah. so many different types of Aquarians out in the world. And now, and now, especially now that we have Saturn back there in the time, like looking mm-hmm. back of where we've been with Saturn and Aquarius before, it's just like, oh yeah, this whole thing, like, that's what's so cool about psych, like, especially a 12 sign mm-hmm. cycle is like, it, it is a while since this has been here. What was that mm-hmm. like? I mean, I was around kind of, but not really around, <laughs> like, um, Yeah. I don't know. I'm also afraid of fire too. Like it's interesting because I, like I, I won't burn paper in my house. I won't like. There's certain things I won't. Like I, I used to. We used to do fireworks as a kid. They always kind of scared me. Just certain things that I'm like, yeah, under controlled. So there is a balance to it, no matter Absolutely. what. Absolutely. Like yeah, growing and learning, going around the. I'm trying to make the wheel. My <laughs> hand. <laughs> the wheels in the sky keeps on burning. That's our theme song for the day, guys. Who does that? Yeah. Journey? Um, no. Will- yes. We'll I think it is. Journey. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I said no too quick. And I was wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Steve Perry. Pour one out. I wonder if he's got fire. Wheel in the sky keeps on burning. 
Steve Perry? Steve Perry. Let's, let's look it up. I want to know. I have a lot of theories about band dynamics and astrology. Ooh. So Band dynamics and I'm gonna oh gosh, okay. I'm gonna guess. Does anyone have guesses? For for his birthday or his sign? Okay. I think he's an air sign. You guys I have okay. the I have the Who's info. This? I have the info. Steve Perry. He's from an eighties band Journey, Journey Journey Frontman. Someday love will find you, break all the chains that bind you. Don't stop believing. Don't I mean, stop. <laughs> you guys, you will not believe these results. What is it? Did you look it up too? It's a fucking Aquarius Sun Scorpio yeah. Moon. Like Gabby. Yeah. 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 Okay. I knew he was an air sign. But that is so weird. That's, that is weird. That's witch shit right there. I'm sorry. Like there's <laughs> that is okay. Pony uses a lot of elemental um, like uh, yeah. imagery. Too. All of their stuff is like, fi- like I'm pulling up. Hang on, I'm like, I know we can share screen. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fucking... my computer can handle it. My computer can barely take this. <laughs> 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 trying not to touch anything. The computer cannot take the digital elements of running apple running three applications which is me as well um we've just been putting our computers to work in this core let's be real like, yeah we have like, been like hey we never that oh, is so is trippy so, though yeah i mean just like look it up we'll, we'll send you a playlist gabby this is because this is your guy i'm like see yeah. harry there's i'm just blown i am i'm blown away um so as far as like the elements in, cause you know, quarantine, hot on the brain, we're all in a very strange time together as we mentioned, but, um, what elemental things if you have, that you have, you been turning to that are more like indoor elemental things and maybe some things yeah. are repeats of like breath work and whatnot, but, yeah. um, yeah. If you have any like fun ideas of like these indoor elements for people, yeah. for our listeners right now. Um, grounding meditations, visualizing roots moving through the base of your spine or from the base of your spine into the earth. I like to visualize a sphere of like reflect like a like a mirrored sphere around me of protection that reflects anything that's not serving my highest good. It's a really, really good practice to do in the mornings. I've been taking a, I always take a lot of baths, but I've been taking a bath like almost every day. Um, you can also add some Epsom salt, which helps ground salts a very small crystal. So it helps, you know, kind of, well, first off, it's just really good for your body. And it also kind of helps absorb any energy that you don't need. Um, breath work, burning incense. I always burn a lot of incense, like set the set your sense of smell is such an evocative sense. So, um, you know, burning like candles that are really good smelling or burning incense. I burn a lot of incense and just like taking the time to make your space sacred, right? Like creating a beautiful environment for yourself because you deserve it. And like cultivating that, I feel like that can kind of go through all of the, the senses, right? Our sense of home, which is connected to earth. Um, Venus is, you know, rules both Taurus and Libra, which are in earth science and air science respectively. So I feel like that can creating a beautiful environment, like soft fabrics and something that makes you like feel good is also kind of transcendent and, um, working with, I really love working with candles. So working with candle magic is an easy way to connect with fire, um, working with sex magic and your orgasms. Not only are orgasms good for your immune system, but they're very powerful energy release that you can channel, um, for whatever you desire. And yeah, I think it kind of depends on what you need. Like, I think breath work is a really powerful way to connect the, the mind and the body, but also like dancing and moving your body and practicing yoga, working out, like those are all very, um, earthy things that you can do. And, um, yeah, most of the things that talk about my book, I think you can adapt to being inside, like, right. Like working with different goddesses for the different elements. Um, yeah. So there's a lot you can do. You don't really have to just pick one, which mm-hmm. is nice. I love this, um, new recommendation. Move over emergency. It's time for orgasms. Oh, 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 emergency. Yeah, I was like, what's a, what's a fun? I've been thinking so much about how astrology really is like it's use. It is useful, but to me, the most useful time is 
like in hindsight in terms of looking at like oh what does this mean because we just don't know all the people that kind of like shit on it that are like oh well did it predict blah 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 and it's like no that's not what it's used for it's not used to predict the exact thing that's going to happen nobody knows no one could have known that this is exactly how anything would have happened but i do think it's interesting that it's uranus and taurus again and it's this idea Mm -hmm. of like doing things the steps that it takes like it ha you have to bleach all your groceries you have to you have to change your outfit you have to do the thing this like Mm -hmm. fixed worker energy second step of like no you have to and coming off of Uranus and in Aries being like well how can we not cut corners but like yeah let's just like do it let's just do it let's just go let's start a thing let's do a thing and now it's Mm -hmm. like no this is the time to like do things right to read the directions and follow all the steps so we make sure that everything's clean it's not a like oh this is good enough time it's a do it right too about like globalization which i know we've talked about on previous episodes but it's like now we've become so connected that we have to like, stay in our houses that's mm-hmm. crazy we've been so connected that now we have to isolate that's crazy yep. to think about yeah yeah it's really weird well and the connection is great but it is like there's been connection without social responsibility so right now yeah. it's time to like okay it's the same thing with like seasonal food right like we all know that that's like beautiful in theory and it's cool when we go to farm to table restaurants but we still can get you know strawberries any time of the year or can you know get whatever any time of the year so maybe maybe that Uranus Taurus energy mixed with this Saturn Aquarius energy will take these things that we've been talking about and that we know about and the same with traveling with like carbon like maybe there should be more carbon taxes for people that are constantly putting you know gas fuel in the sky like mm-hmm. these things that we're like aware of and Aries being that like yeah yeah we know and Capricorn too with that yeah yeah I know and now it's like well it's happening now like this fixed mm-hmm. energy of Aquarius Aquarius and Taurus is like but it's here now so yeah. let's adapt it's interesting too that we've capitalized even that like uh seasonal food and stuff where it's like yeah pumpkins used to just be big squashes and squash grew in the fall and that or harvested in the fall and that's when we would get like you know big butternut and pumpkin and those big squashes and like now that's just capitalism is like and it's in your pop tart or whatever it's not like it's not like oh you're getting this pumpkin every year like i mean we do we go to the thing and we like cut them open and make faces on them or whatever but it's not like uh like you can still get watermelon anytime but it's like it doesn't taste as good in the winter like it's still not like seasonal fresh fruit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well even i think about i love watching gordon ramsay youtube clips um of him just being like why do you have like buckets and buckets of moldy chicken broth like in here and this idea of also like never running out is very i think it's very american in a lot of ways but i'm sure that applies to like greater holes as well but like a good mark of like a good restaurant or someone that's good at their trade is like hey yeah all the baguettes are out for the day we made Mm -hmm. the amount that makes sense come back tomorrow and I don't think we've really had that in American culture of that, like, you know, the things, yeah. the things are out. And it like, well, it's, even a the restaurant. customer is always right. Right. Where it's like, I want what I want. And that's the thing. And I think that's, what's going to be really interesting about this time and not to, uh, you know, silver lining it because it's, I think it's a little too soon to be like that. But I think it is interesting to kind of have this swing back of, um, well, what, like, yeah, what if we do run out of things? Does it make sense to use these things? But also this idea of like expertise and mm. um, actually like paying attention to people that like have putting some of the, uh, I think we've been so much like we are the expert, like we are mm-hmm. taste matters. It's this, it's what do I want? What do I need? And now it's more like, oh shit, like, okay, well, uh, I, I, what if I can't get everything I need? Who do I look to? Who do we listen to mm-hmm. with information? Even in this where it's like, oh, now we're seeing already a dramatic Facebook being like, oh, we can't put misinformation about COVID up. Whereas before it's been like, oh no, anybody can just say what they want. Any news source is valid, any whatever. And I think mm-hmm. I, I am hopeful in this maybe swing back to like expert ism i know that that's also kind of uh uh 
antithetical to Saturn and Aquarius, but this idea of like, there are people that know more than you or like that mm-hmm. actually know what they're talking about. And those are people that we should listen to. And it's like, oh. if someone has devoted their life to making bread, maybe they know when, like how much bread <laughs> to make in a day and like what ingredients to use that are good bread. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Well, even well, Saturn too, like, I mean, we've had this whole time in Capricorn that is like, should know what to do. Right. But, but Aquarius also is ruled by Saturn and Uranus. So it knows that like, yeah, you can follow these rules and make structure, but also we have to adapt structure. If the structure, if the whole society has shifted, if things have changed, the same rules don't work, you know, in the old, in an old way, in the, instead of the way we're moving into. So I think too, like this idea of flexibility and finding out like, going to a place and like, maybe they don't have exactly what you want and being okay with that. I mean, it's, it's something that like, I think definitely like the cliche, like LA chick, it's like, and I've been this person like so many times where it's like, I walk into yoga to practice how to be more flexible. And then I see that it's not the teacher I want and I have a fucking meltdown and it's like, just be more flexible about in your brain about like the teacher being there. That's what you came here to learn about. But like, Mm -hmm. of course I'm not going to enjoy myself and I'm going to sit there and be like, it would be so much better if like whoever was the teacher and it's like, well, (laughs) you're making it a bad experience for yourself to some extent. I mean, obviously like you're allowed to have preferences and like, you should take your time is valuable and all that stuff. And like, you got to meet yourself halfway, but it, it is like, yeah, sometimes we're out sometimes. And, and like there it's every person at every restaurant ever. It's like a running joke where it's like, I don't control how much they buy here. You can't yell at me because we're out of something, you know, mm-hmm. I wish I could, I wish I could update the menu for you, but I can't. Uh, uh- Stevie, you mentioned that this would come up in the episode via my emoji. Oh. Do you have? <laughs> yeah, well, this might be a good um, segue. I have a good segue into. I do have a little ra- a few two rounds of Mary Fuck Kill right. to take yeah. us home yeah. because wouldn't you know wouldn't it be an episode without? But I was like, all right, we've done this before, so I pulled it up based on your Venus and Mars, both in Aquarius. Ooh. So yeah. these, I couldn't. The technology is not up there where I could find the combos, but I do have. First round will be people with Aquarius Venus placement. Second round will be people with Aquarius Mars placement. Are we ready for a little Mary fuckery and Oh, you know it. Yes. Okay. So these are the Aquarius Venus people. To start, we have iced tea. Um, Totally. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, I I love that. That makes total sense. Do you follow him on Twitter? Oh, he's He's so funny. I fucking love it. Perfect. Perfection. Uh, Kathy Najimini. Am I saying? I don't know. She's the the witch on the vacuum in Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm sure other things as well. She's married to someone cool. Um, Who is, hang on, I got to look this up. I'm like, oh, they're they're like a great comedy couple. Let me continue. And Tom Waits. So, real brooding. Mm. Real fun. I'm like, Oh my god, she's married to Dan from the Dan Band. I Wait, Lieutenant Dan? No, no not Lieutenant Dan. Do you know who the Dan Band is? Okay, never mind. It's only cool for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if everyone is, it's only cool for you. If anyone needs a Google image. Clearly you guys are not a lot of cool girls. Um, or else you... <laughs> If anyone needs a Google image moment, go for it. We yeah, I had it. I had a Google. I'm like, Tom Waits, I know that name. But I'm like, why don't I know? Oh, I feel like he's aesthetically. Um, he's, you know, I would probably marry him, fuck Ice-T, and then kill the Kathy. other one who I don't know. Kathy. Unfortunately. All right. that's, that's fair. All right. I think I'm going to marry Ice-T. And um, Kathy, sorry, but I don't really know you. And then I'll fuck Tom Waits. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Ice T. I'm gonna marry Kathy and Jimmy. Um the Sister Act franchise and Hocus Pocus in and of itself are like very important to my to my family and, and upbringing. So I I'm I'm marrying Kathy and I'm fucking killing Tom Waits. Sorry. Unpopular opinion, but Well, you get to kill all that he inspires then, which is beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I'm like fucking fuck <laughs> so <boys."> many fuck boys. <laughs> yeah, fucking 
die. Sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of fuck girls who are inspo too. So I'm gonna marry Tom Waits. Down by Law is a great movie, especially during these. I I love Tom Waits too. I'm not. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's marry. Okay. I think it'd be just a nice. I feel like we just have. I think he has a good house. Um, I'll probably fuck Ice T. It'd be fun. I think it would just be fun yeah. and funny. And I mean, Kathy is. I'm sure great, but it's just default at this point. Like you're going, Kathy. See ya. Hey, someone, someone oh, has enough. to die. It's so, it's the rules of the game. Um, I don't make the rules. I just yeah, we don't. Make I just them. enforce we just them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aquarius Mars. This one is my fave. This is maybe like a problematic trio, but not really problematic. But you'll see what I mean in just a moment. So Aquarius Mars people, we have Scarlett Johansson, um, who Ooh. has been requested to be a part of our Women Crush Wednesday, where we. Um, just kind tear of down with it. kind of tear down her as a <laughs> as a as a person, but all from a feminist perspective. Uh, Kristen Stewart. This is why the vampire emoji uh, came oh, to my God. mind. So okay. this is yeah. Ah. And uh, Elon Musk. Oof, oh, I'm killing him. I'm killing. I'm killing Elon. I will marry Scarjo. I'm gonna fuck Kristen. Interesting. Are you? How do you? How are you feeling? Why? Why fucking of Kristen? Are we? I feel like she just like she wouldn't be very good at being married. <laughs> I feel like Scarjo would be better. Okay. Yeah, like I, I have some kinky sex with Kristen, and then also Scarlett. I mean, oh, and I'm thinking Angelina Jolie. She's the one that has the blood around the blood file. But <laughs> I feel like Scarjo just like. Yeah, I don't have a problem with her. I don't particularly like stan her, but I also don't not stan her, you know? That's Elon Musk fuck I I can't. I can't with him. I do not mm. Whoa. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. This is hard. I kinda of wanna kill all of them. That's yeah, this that. was a very this was like yeah. a very like kill off round, I must say. I'm okay. God. All right. <sighs> I just honestly, I feel I have to kill ScarJo because, like, in deference to Julia, as people always say that Julia looks like her. So I think I'm going to do that just so that I don't have both people in my life and I prefer Julia. (laughs) Um, And then I'm going to... I guess I'm gonna fuck Elon Musk because I don't want to, and that means I end up marrying Kristen Stewart. I'm sorry, but that's, I think that's how it's gonna have to be. It's not what I want to do, but I think that's how it's gonna have to be. Okay, I'm gonna shock. I mean, shocking, but I'm I'm loved. I knew this was gonna, you know, take people in many yeah. different directions. Be a controversial one. I think I'm gonna fuck Scarlett. And yes, that's uh, the right choice. She's for you. Yeah. I mean, but I also think it's like at, I, it might be the closest that you could get to like fuck yourself. I don't, I don't think that we look identical, but I do think it would be like, oh, this is fun. And I also would just love to be in a room with her and have each other. Like we could, we could fuck and then like stand in front of a mirror together, and I could be like, oh, I see that. Like, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be an interesting uh, journey. I'm gonna. <sighs> Maybe this is the. I think I'm going to marry Elon Musk because I do feel like he needs my influence. (laughs) Like, I feel, I mean, this is my, this, maybe this is problematic feminist behavior of trying to save someone, but I just feel like I could, I could do some good there. And he has a ton of money and stuff that we're not leveraging this power. And I do fuck with power. So I'm going to marry him and I'm going to kill Kristen Stewart. I mean, I'm sorry, but. I'm I'm in the same I'm in that same trio I'm gonna fuck ScarJo while I don't think we'd have that much to like I don't think we'd it's just a fuck right like she's hot we'll 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 get it in what if you had a threesome with her and Colin Jost oh he can he can leave (laughs) he can watch or videotape but um I think I'm gonna marry Elon because I don't want to, but it's purely for money. I'd probably get my own house. I could probably write a memoir after of like all of like the badness of him. I I think there can be like a transfer of power that I agree here. with you. You would you would divorce him and then you would write a book that would be titled Space X. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm seeing like the business. I'm seeing I'm Aquarian seeing the future here. Like and then. Yeah, Kirsten is going to default to the kill zone. I just don't have that strong of feelings for her. 
And I get people like are real big fans of her and that's cool. But that's it. I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Gabby, thank you so much for, for doing this. Um, your Thanks book's for coming out April 14th. Mm-hmm. Again, this is Bewitching the Elements, a guide to empowering yourself through the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Yes. Um, where, I mean, we can get it anywhere. Yes, anywhere books are sold. Um, I think you can check like IndieBound for independent bookstores that sell it, but it'll be everywhere. Yeah. Cool. We'll link, we'll link so it up much. for you. See you even just via via Skype, and uh, we'll be we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, see you on the dark web. Yes, you guys. Uh-huh. Bye, bye, Gabby's book, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. What's your Bye. Sign? What's your sign?